Sabanzak, and welcome to episode 85 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, January 7th, 2021, and I've got a great show for you today. I am chatting with Tom Fowler. He's been on the show before. He writes the C.T. Ferguson Mystery Series, and he has a new thriller series out also. So uh, let's get right to it, and we will. I will see you after. I am so excited to have Tom Fowler back on the show. Hey, Tom. Hey, how are you? Glad to be I here. Am, Thanks. I am good. I am good. And I am so excited to see that there are 10 books now in the C.T. Ferguson Mystery Series. I had you on last year. Yeah, um, after number six came out. So it was probably about a year and three months or so ago-ish. Yeah, and I see that you've been busy. You have a new series out. I do. Tell I everybody do. about that one. This is the first book here. It's called The Mechanic. Um, it's a, it's an act, I guess, an action thriller series. Um, when I was sitting, I, I usually do character first before plot. Um, so when I was coming up with the character, um, my thought was, uh, well, what if Jack Reacher had a house, a job, and a teenage daughter? And of course, the obvious answer is, well, he wouldn't be Jack Reacher anymore. Um, but he might be someone like Harry Bosch. Um, so I guess you could think of the character whose name is John Tyler in my series as sort of a cross between, just to use two characters that people are familiar with, between uh, Jack Reacher and Harry Bosch. Oh, nice, nice. Can you read a little? Sure. Yeah, I will read actually uh, from the first scene. Oh, good. And I'm not going to do voices or anything like that because that's, that's not really my thing. Uh, I pay someone else to narrate because I'm not very good at it. That's okay. All right. There you go. Line it up and squeeze the trigger. John Tyler directed his daughter Lexi using the power screwdriver to tighten a bolt. They both lay under a decade-old Honda Accord coupe in desperate need of a new exhaust system. The old one showed more rust than unmarred metal. Tyler found a replacement which would sound better, add more horsepower through enhanced efficiency, and check in at 10 pounds lighter. Lexi took her free hand off the muffler. I think I got it, Dad. Tyler scooted closer to check their work. All the connections proved solid as he grabbed and tested them. He brought the knowledge and experience to the project, but Lexi did at least half the work. Looks good. We might make a mechanic out of you yet. Lexi squirmed out from under the Honda and stood. Despite the summer heat in the garage, she wore jeans and a long sleeve shirt. I think that's more your skill set than mine. Tyler crawled out and lowered the powerful jacks holding the coupe up at each corner. You did well though. I had a good teacher, she said with a smile. It was an expression Tyler missed seeing a lot of while Lexi grew up. Most of this work isn't hard, he said. We tackled the difficult bits when we were under the hood. They both walked into the house and changed into clothes more befitting the weather. At the kitchen counter, Tyler drank from a bottle of water and he pushed one towards Lexi when she sat beside him. Thanks, Dad. It was a lot of work, but I'm glad I have a car. She'd chosen it herself. Like both her parents, Lexi loved driving fast. She and Tyler scoured online listings, He'd also looked in the newspaper classifieds, although he didn't confess the low-tech hunt to Lexi, before she selected the right car. Other than the exhaust and the normal wear and tear coming from age, the coupe was in good shape. The combination of the V6 and manual transmission would allow for some fun behind the wheel. I figured you'd be driving it to college, Tyler said. I'm glad you're going online. Lexi unscrewed the cap and downed half the water in a single gulp. I don't feel comfortable going on campus. I know, it's nice to have you here. Lexi had lived with Tyler a little more than a year now. Between deployments and moving around, he'd missed a lot of time during her formative years. A couple months ago, he quit his job with a private security company. 
With Lexi's mother in jail, Tyler wanted to be a reliable parent. His daughter was too polite to call him out on being absent, but she'd been ecstatic when he resigned. Don't get all sentimental on me, old man. Aren't you supposed to look for a job? Tyler nodded. I need to. It's just weird. Yeah, he said. Cool, cool. So uh, I'm thinking he's more than just a mechanic. Yes. Yeah, he's, uh, he, men he mentions deployments and stuff like that. He spent uh, 24 years in the Army, some of that in special operations deployed overseas, uh, although his normal Army job was as a mechanic. Um, and then after that, he worked for a private security company for a few years uh, and then quit that to uh, you know, pursue something he always wanted to do, which is work as a classic car mechanic. And, and he does get a job, spoiler alert, as a mechanic, but, um, you know, his old life isn't finished with him yet. And I'm not giving anything away there because that's, that's in the book description. Yeah. Yeah. So his past will come back to haunt him and he will have to, uh, he will have to, what's the word I want? Yes, <laughs> I write for a living. I, I know words. Um, so he said he's going to have to, to, I have no, I have no words. Tell me, tell me just a little about what he's going to have to do. Uh, he, he's going to have to, you know, embrace the life he left behind basically. And, uh, you know, he doesn't want to be, you know, the soldier, the killer and all that anymore. He wants to be a mechanic and a dad and he doesn't really get that choice. Cool. So and, his wife, his wife is in jail. Yeah. His ex is in jail. Yeah. His ex. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I'm working. I just did a, an outline for the second book, um, which is on pre-order now. It's a long pre-order. It's not until uh, July, but I wanted to, just to have it up there for for pre-orders and stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to find out a little bit more about what happened to her in the second book. Nice. And you know, it's a good idea because people they see a book and if it's been out for a while, they want to know why there's not another book. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. This one for whatever reason this month it's selling really well um thanks to anyone who's listening who bought it um so i figured you know what i might as well capitalize on, on this and get a pre-order up i don't have a proper cover yet i made one myself uh it looks like i made it myself but it's just temporary um so after some point after the first of the year when my you know designer is back to creating covers again i'll have a better one up there but it's just a placeholder cover for now yeah and the, the first book has what 148 four and a half stars average yeah, on Amazon. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. How long Thank has the you. first one been out? Uh, since October sometime. Wow, that's great it, for it, a book it's that's- really done well this month. I, and I, I wish I could say that there was one thing I did that propelled it, but- You know, I think I it's know. Christmas sales. <laughs> um, I've had a great maybe. month for sales also. And I think, um, especially on Christmas day, and, and maybe it's just people- mm -hmm getting new Kindles for years, you know, people got a Kindle and then, and right. I hear people, other writers saying, Oh, I never, I never do ads on Christmas or in December. And I'm thinking, why not? Because yeah. people are getting Kindles and they're looking for things to fill their Kindle with. Right. I know I did the same thing when I got my first, um, what did the Barnes and Noble one? I forget what it was. I found it the oh. other day, even that <laughs> I don't even know if I can turn it on, <laughs> if there'd be anything on it anymore. Do they even do their nook? Right. Look, yeah. 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 I, I want to say they sold off the Nook line, but I'm not sure about that. They were talking about it. I don't know if they ever did, but they still, someone still makes the Nook tablets and you can put Barnes and Noble books on them. I'm not sure if the Nook is still owned by Barnes and Noble though. Yeah, it was great because you used to be able to walk into Barnes and Noble and any book that was in the place you could get on your Nook while you were sitting there. Right. So there was a, 
it's a great idea, great idea. But unfortunately, I don't know, they just didn't really jump into the fray that, that you know, jump into yeah. the stream with Amazon and, uh, and they let Amazon take control, which is too bad. It is. You know, I hate to have all my eggs in one basket, but I don't know about you, but 99.999% of my sales come from Amazon. Uh, I went wide back over the summer. Um, and, and month over month, Amazon is still my biggest, uh, my biggest retailer, but they are, you know, a huge part of the US ebook market. So that's to be expected. Uh, but there are days when, uh, not recently, for some reason, the mechanic has been selling really well, specifically on Amazon. Um, but there have been days since I've gone wide where Apple, usually it's Apple who all, who beats out Amazon. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So are you going to have, is, will this be a long running series like the C.T. Ferguson? I hope so. Um, you know, I have... I have plots. I haven't like actually formally written them out, but I have like stuff jotted down for uh, books three and four. And um, each title is going to have something to do with cars or driving or something like that. So uh, the prequel novella um, is Midnight Drive. And that details Tyler's last job with the security company and the circumstances under which he quits. Uh, and then this book is The Mechanic. The second one is White Lines. The third one tentatively is going to be Highway to Hell. Uh, you know, a little ACDC, uh, you know, yeah, if you're looking like out that. there. And the fourth one, I think, um, is going to be Four on the Floor. Not just because it's the fourth, but I think that title will ultimately fit what I have planned. Yeah, nice. nice. And they all fit together. They feel like they're a cohesive mm -hmm. unit. Are you done with CT Ferguson no, now? No, no. Uh, I still have the 10th book is on pre-order to come out in early March. Um, at the end of book nine, a lot of things changed for him, especially professionally. Um, he's no longer bankrolled by his parents' foundation at the end of I was book nine. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in book two. So I was wondering <laughs> when, yeah, don't tell me too much. Okay. Um, uh, I read so many series that I, I, I wait yeah. till I'm done with each book and then I run, I go back to the first one and do this. And then I do the second one in each series and then go back and then everything stays very um, mm -hmm. fresh and I don't feel like yeah. I burn out. Uh, on that at all. Yeah. So, so the big professional change is he no longer has the backing of his parents' foundation. So he has to strike out on his own. And part of the 10th book is him doing that and, and working uh, you know, actually for himself now. Um, and then I have, I, I'm in the process, uh, I use a tool called Plotter now, P-L-O-T-T-R. Oh, I've heard um, that. Yeah. Uh, it's, I like it a lot. It's really good because you can export directly into Scrivener. Um, so if you use Scrivener, and I do, it's, it's very good for that. Um, so I'm using that to do uh, the plot for number 11, which I'm planning to do, uh, to put out sometime this fall. Uh, I, a lot of authors have gained writing time thanks to the pandemic. The opposite has happened to me. So uh, instead of my usual four releases a year, uh, I'm planning on three next year. If I can somehow scramble together a fourth, great. Um, but you know, I'm going to plan on three just to, I got to dial it back a little and I just don't have the, the time anymore. We're going to do another semester virtually. And that's really what, that's where I lose a lot of time is on school days. Uh, yeah. So, and tell people what that is for anybody who doesn't know. What, what, what is virtual you, that you're a teacher? Oh, I, I'm, my wife is a teacher. Your wife's a teacher. She, yeah. she does virtual, uh, all day. Um, so I work my day job. Thankfully I've been working from home since, uh, since March. Uh, our daughter is in high school in special ed. 
Um, so a lot of the supports that she would get at school, I mean, they, they, the, the teacher's aides are there on Zoom, but it's not really the same because they can't, it's harder for them to work directly with her. And a lot, a lot of times I have to be like the intermediary and help out a lot while I'm trying to work my day job and everything else. So I, sometimes I have to push the day job to, and, and they're great about being flexible and allowing me to flex some time to the end of the day. But you know, the time I had to do my writing before was, you know, before my wife got home from work basically. Um, and of course she's working from home now too. Everybody's at home. So that hour, you know, one to two and a half hours, depending on what day it was that I had, is gone. So I'm really just finding time here and there to write. And that's why I'm dialing back on, you know, my normal uh, four to three. Um, so I'm planning to do CT number 10 in early March, Tyler number two in July. I think I put it for, I want to say like the 20th of July, somewhere around the middle. Like and that, then yeah. come back to CT uh, again in the fall. Uh, I don't have a date for that yet, but probably like late October, early November. And if well, I can squeeze I, another one in somewhere, great, but whatever. I'm impressed because, um, let's see, I published one book last year, this <laughs> year, and I am just, my editor gets the new book um, on the 1st of oh. January 2021. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> Thank you, 2020, be gone. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, I was hoping to have three out this year, and uh, I don't know, I just... I moved and all kinds of things happened and, and, you know, life gets in the way. And yeah, I, I think, you know, considering everything that's happening, you, you got to be patient with yourself and, and forgive yourself for missing your self-imposed deadlines and stuff like that. Cause at the end of the day, there are more important things. Yeah, there are, there are. You know, and, I, and I tell my readers, um, I'm so sorry when they write to me and say, I was looking forward to it coming out and it was supposed to be out in August. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm um, a little behind. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I've got um, uh, big plans of three for next year. Okay. Uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so you, were you military yourself? No. Um, I worked for the army and uh, for uh, the Defense Department as a civilian, as a contractor first and later as a civilian for a while. Um, but I've never been in the military myself, no. So how much, what, what did you do for research for, for this series, for this new John Tyler series? Uh, well, I worked around military guys a lot. And uh, my editor was a uh, former army, so he was able to help me fill in a few gaps. And, and I still know some people who are who are active duty or recently retired or in the reserves now. And I was able to ask them uh, a few things as well. So, you know, it was pretty easy to do just to reach out to a few people and, and get some questions answered for things that I didn't know myself. Nice. Did you, when, when you come up with these stories, how much of it comes from people that you've chatted with and how much just comes from your own imagination? <sighs> wow. Um, I mean, a lot of it is probably like a lot of the bigger story elements are from my imagination, but some of the like the micro scene details and maybe like bits of dialogue might come from people that I've talked to. Um, but I think at the macro level, it's more what I've envisioned for the story, uh, whereas things people have told me are more in the details. Yeah, yeah. I, my husband always tells me that without his life, I wouldn't have um, a writing career. <laughs> because so much of what he's told me stories he was military 24 years in the air force as a mm -hmm. flyer and so so many of the stories that he told me over the years 
I remembered or wrote down and right. they all appear. <laughs> nice. They all appear in my books in various stages. And uh, yeah, he's always, you know, he'll, he'll read a section or see me talking about it and say, wait a minute, <laughs> that, that happened to me. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm just going to borrow that. Thanks. And change yeah. it just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when are, are, are you looking forward to, uh, I know we're all looking forward to days when we can get back and out into the real world and everything. Do you do book fairs or anything like that? So people could buy your books in person and meet you. I've done not necessarily a book fair. I've done a couple of like local conferences. Um, and of course in early 2020, I ordered, because I was proud to do all these conferences this year. And I ordered, I have like boxes of books under my desk in the office. And it's like, and I have like five, I mean, I got five copies of this one, knowing I'm not going to do anything with them in the near term, but you know, I might as well add them to my collection of books I can't sell yet. Um, but yeah, so hopefully next year, um, spring, summer, I don't know, whenever things get back to something approaching normal, hopefully I'll be able to do some more local events and, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wide now with my, uh, print books too. So, so, uh, stores can get them from the Ingram catalog, paperback or hardcover. So I could do events at a store even, uh, and they could just buy the books from Ingram. So nice. hopefully, you know, at some point this year, you know, I, we, I was out today with my daughter. We just, we drove past, uh, they just opened a new Barnes and Noble, in perfect timing right before the pandemic, they opened the new Barnes and Noble, uh, not far from us. Um, actually they delayed the opening for a while. I think it opened during the pandemic, um, wow. but you know, we have a, a mask mandate in the county, so it's been open. There's people going in and out of it all the time now. Um, at least every time I drive by, there's people going in and out. So it, it seems like they're doing okay in that location now. Um, but it'd be nice to do events at stores like that again once things are more normal for that. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to go to meet readers in person. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, and, and yeah, I, I only did that a little bit myself because um, I've only two books <laughs> fiction i have six nonfiction, but um for the fiction i've only got two but this will be my third one coming out in january so mm -hmm. you know it's and I, yeah i've got one copy of each book it's like, <laughs> i don't want more than that even I the nonfiction. I a bunch of my covers um so i still have like uh some of my first few books i still have several of the older covers and it's like well they're really collector's items because they're not that popular but you, you know, know it's hard first, to yeah. rare first edition yeah, I've got, I've got, I think I changed the cover four times and oh, wow. I cannot throw them out. The old mm. versions, I've got every single cover. And uh, yeah, it's like, I, I, I in fact, we, when we moved and we were unpacking, um, we've been unpacking all of November and I pulled all the old covers out. I'm looking at these mm. four books thinking, do I really need these? nobody's going to ask me, do you have any old cover copies of these books? Right, right. Nobody, you know, and it, but I can't throw them out. I what tried. I've done with some of them, um, we have these little, I don't know what to call them. They're called like little libraries or something like that. Yeah, little free libraries and parks. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. one by my house. Yeah. Yeah. But you put them in there um, and, you know, and somebody, people can take them or not, whatever. And, and sometimes we'll do donations periodically. Um, so like the VVA, the Vietnam Veterans of America, and they take books and it's like, well, okay, maybe, maybe someone will enjoy these books. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did have some extra copies of one and I took them mm -hmm. down to the little library and was very pleased. And my husband was making fun of me because I went back a few hours later to check and someone had <laughs> taken them. Of course. So I know. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're our children, you know, we want to, when we send them out in the world, we want to, you know, peek around the corner and watch them get on the bus, you know, <laughs> just out of sight. So they can't see us, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to let go. You know? It is. Yeah, it, it is. really is. It is. So I, I absolutely loved see love ct ferguson he's Thank such you. a great character and and tell people for anybody who's not heard the first show run people through a little bit of who he is so he is the uh, protagonist of my mystery series and he is more of a hacker than a, a detective that's the background he comes from he's not former law enforcement or military or anything like that and he after finishing college he goes overseas ends up in hong kong for about three and a half years or so working with uh, some hackers over there. Eventually gets arrested, thrown in jail uh, and deported back to the US after a while. And his parents uh, who have money make him get a job that helps people or they threaten to cut him off because he burned through a lot of his money doing all his Hong Kong stuff. So um, the first book is called The Reluctant Detective because at that point he is a reluctant detective. He's doing it you know, to get back into their good graces. And he thinks that's what, that's what sounds the most interesting and over the course of the series, he matures quite a bit and uh, really comes to appreciate helping the people he helps because he doesn't charge his clients. Uh, his parents pay him through their foundation. So he doesn't work for like the large insurance company who wants to investigate, you know, some guy who might be cheating us or whatever. He's working for, you know, people who probably can't afford a, you know, a normal private investigator. And those are usually the clients that he has. They're dissatisfied with what the police have done. And you know, he's looking into you know, unsolved murders and things like that. It's always gotta be a big crime like that. Nobody's gonna bring in a detective because you lost a ham sandwich. It's, it's gotta be something serious. So you know, he, he works cases like that for people who don't have a lot of other recourse. And he you know, grows up a lot over the course of the books. And uh, as of book 10, I don't know how long this is gonna be the case, but he's out on his own for now. His parents are no longer um, supporting his work. So does that mean he's going to have to start charging people? Yes. Oh. yes. And that means he, cause I know in, um, in the first two books, he's like, well, you know, he can say no to things he doesn't want to do because he's pro bono. Right. So, and I like the idea that you had him changing, you know, there's a lot of long-term series out there that are 10, 15, 20, 30 books long and the characters never change right and you see the same thing in every book and after the fifth or sixth book you're absolutely absolutely you know you just can't read any more of them uh, because you know exactly what to expect and i i, I absolutely i'm not going to mention any and I, and I know people are immediately going i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> um but uh I, yeah really um but i i like i like the idea of the changing and and the growing up a little bit. So you see a little bit of something different in every book. And yet I like, don't, you know, don't, don't tell us whether, do we know at the end of the 10 book, book 10, what his future is going to be like? I mean, is it still? Yeah, I, he's, he's still going to be out on his own for a little while. I like that. Um, I like that. He, he does talk to his parents during the course of the book. Their, their relationship's a little frosty uh, at this point. Uh, but if you read all the books in order, you definitely see him grow up from, he's a little bit of a jerk when he comes back from Hong Kong in the first book. Um, well, I thought in book two, he was already becoming less of a jerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he still keeps that kind of witty, sarcastic edge to him. 
but uh, you know the, the jerkiness aspect of it, you know, gets gets toned down a lot as he grows up and sees a lot and experiences a lot of things and, and helps a lot of people. So you've got that series and you got the John Tyler series. Yep. Is there a third series that you're <laughs> mulling over, or are you just going to work on these two for a while? You know, I'm probably going to work on these two for a while, uh, especially with my time being a little more compressed um, for at least the first half of this year, this coming year. Uh, but years ago, this is probably 2004, 2005, uh, I wrote a couple of spy thriller novels that, I, that I, you know, if I went back and read them today, I'm sure they would be terrible. <laughs> I'm sure they would be awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the, the protagonist, I think, was pretty good. And the stories, you know, they probably need a little touching up and modernizing since they were, you know, 15 years old at this point. Uh, but there's probably something usable there. Um, so maybe at some point in 2022, uh, I guess, I might do something like that. It really depends on how, uh, how the CT series is going, how the Tyler series is going, um, you know, how much time I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you said there, you have two CT Ferguson books coming out next year or just one? Uh, two. two, two CTs and one Tyler. So that'll uh, put you through right 11 now. in Ferguson and two for Tyler. So yeah, oh. you definitely want to stick with Tyler if you get Ferguson, give Ferguson a break. Yeah, a yeah. I, I think in 2022, um, I mean, this is planning way far ahead, which is not something I'm good at. Um, I'd like to do at least two Tylers to get three and four out there and to put CT number 12 out. Um, maybe 13. I, I do have the plot for 13. Um, but you know, maybe that's all I do is, is three books that year too. I mean, who knows? It's, it's two years, from, well, only over a year from now. So yeah. Who knows? Well, you need at least 12 because then you have four sets of three. Right. And I do tend to think of them in trilogies. And, and yeah. if you read them and if you read them, they, I think the, they kind of clump together in three. I mean, each story of course stands by itself, but there are certain themes and certain things that tie each three book block together. Yeah. And they're in Kindle. And paperback? Paperback. Um, Do you have audio yet? I have audio for the first two. Um, yeah, That's and uh, I'm actually, I just started uh, an audio production on Findaway Voices for the Mechanic. Um, so that's going to be the next one. And then at some point, uh, I guess this year, uh, well, 2021, uh, I will come back to audio for CT. I'd like to get at least two of two more, you know, so three and four of the CT series done in audio, which is, it takes time. It's, it's, it takes weeks for the narrator to, to put it together. And then you have to listen to it and send it back and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. you know, it's three months from the time you start it to the time you finish it. So there's only so many you can get done in here. But yeah, I like to yeah. at least get a couple more done in audio, but they're also available. Um, all my books now are wide. So they're on uh, Kindle, Nook, Apple, Kobo, Google Play. Uh, they're in libraries. So any library should be able to get the ebook or the paperback, really, because I'm in the Ingram catalog, too. Nice. Yeah, and I've talked about that before on the show, that if you go to Libby, it's, um, I have an iPhone, so I'm mm -hmm. looking here to make sure I'm saying it right on my phone here. I think it's L-I-B-B-Y yeah, L -I -B -B -Y is the app. And if you go there, you put in your library card number. Mm -hmm. um, and you can easily, if you can't get into your library, you can call them. My husband had to do that because he wanted a new library card. So he called, they gave him a new number. He went on to Libby, he added his number, and then you can request books. So if they don't have your favorite author or your favorite indie author, especially, 
in the library, then you can request those. Mm -hmm. And if they get enough requests, they will buy the books. Nice. So that's, uh, and then you get to read it free and the author mm -hmm. still gets paid, which yeah. is fantastic. That, that was one of the main things I think that drove me away from Kindle Unlimited as, a, as, a, as an author was that the exclusivity extended libraries too. And it's like, you know, libraries are not going to rise up and crush Amazon. It's just not going to happen. No. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I grew up in Baltimore near one of the Enoch Pratt free library branches. And I was, in the, I was in the library all the time. You know, I didn't grow up with a ton of money. I didn't, I mean, I had plenty of books because we bought them secondhand or whatever. And I got books from the library and I wanted to make, I wanted to put my books in the library. And it's like, I can't do this under KU. This is stupid. And so I went, why? That's one of the reasons, but that was a contributing factor and now they are in libraries and I get uh, some of the library um, some of the services like overdrive and all that you can I mean they can certainly buy your book but you can also you get paid per checkout on some of them so if someone reads your book you get paid I mean it's you know 50 cents or 60 cents or whatever but if people read your book enough that starts to add up oh yeah yeah most definitely and uh, and librarians they're lovely people and sometimes they yes. will recommend a book. And uh, even when they on the online libraries, they will have lists of uh, librarian recommendations. And maybe you know a librarian, <laughs> and you can get them to recommend a book that you like um, from one of your favorite indie authors. So these are all things that you listeners can do That's to right. help your favorite indie authors uh, earn a living. And you know, even with audiobooks, when those are rented, the authors paid. We're not paid a lot, right. but we still get paid. I think um, from Audible, my books are through Find A Way Voice. Mm -hmm. Find a way, find a way. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're distributed out, you know, to all the different, I'm sure same with yours. And uh, I think when I looked last, I don't look very often. Uh, it was like, uh, there's like four, there's like $14.95 through Amazon. And, and I made like a dollar fifty. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, come on. Why don't I make more money? That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, my my audio books right now are um, are exclusive um, through ACX, which is at Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. Um, but I'm I'm working on getting the rights. I'm working on taking them wide. Um, the second one is still too new. Um, if you go exclusive, you have to wait a year before you can ask to be let out of that, and that's not going to happen until I think June. But I'm hoping that I can get the first one out fairly soon because uh, it's way, been way more than a year. I just have to go through the process of asking them to let it out of ex exclusivity. And, and then, then I will you... take it wide through find a way. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and once you have three and it's a bundle, then all of a sudden you start getting downloads, a lot of yeah. downloads, because then, excuse me, then um, you, the person's credit Mm -hmm. uh, isn't, isn't just for a six hour book. It's for maybe an 18 to 20 hour book. Yeah. And, and that's what people want. They want lots of content for that money. And then, you know, you can charge a higher price and you, you still get your, then you make like what two bucks, maybe I don't know. Right. it just <laughs> yeah. seems like it's, I always think, come on, come on. You know, it's, it's, um, I, I, but I'm very happy that find a way showed up on the scene because you can then through find a way you can have the the books sell directly from your website mm -hmm. and book funnel now mm -hmm. also will let you sell direct um for audiobooks and i i signed up for that but i'm waiting for some fixes to my first audiobook mm -hmm. uh 
to be able to upload it. And so hopefully I can get that at least tried out a little bit before mm-hmm. I lose the free period <laughs> that I'm signed yeah. up for. Yeah, that's something I like to do this coming year too. Once I get my uh, my books out of the the uh, ACX exclusivity, but I am trying to. I'm setting up. Uh, I have an Aereo. It's a e r dot i o. I think um, it allows you to do paperbacks. If your paperbacks are with Ingram, so if you're wide with print, you can set up an Aereo storefront and sell direct uh, that way. Oh, interesting. I'm gonna write that down. Hang on. A. How's it spelled? Ear.io, I think is I think it's what it is. It's Aereo is the site. Um, they're they're owned by Ingram. So if your print books are, if you have print books distributed through Ingram, um, you can very easily set up a storefront and just link to it and sell directly without having to send people to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever. And I'm going through the process of doing the same with my eBooks through um, through PayHip, um, and I'm yes. using them. I'm using them because they do taxes. Because I don't want to have to deal with Someone in Texas bought my book and there's no income tax in Texas, but there is where I live. So what do I do? And they handle all that because I don't have the time to figure all of that stuff out. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm using PayHip and distribution through BookFunnel. Um, so I think I have the first four books in my CT series. So it doesn't take that long to do one. It's just I have to sit down and go through them all. So now since I'm off this week for uh, Christmas and New Year, that's one of the things I want to do this week is finish setting up uh, all my books to include the mechanic um, on direct uh, ebook distribution. Oh, that's that's smart. And then you can you get paid a lot more. So people go and buy them from authors' websites. Because right. you still have to get people to go to your website, which is the challenge. Yeah. Uh, so so tell everybody where your website is in yeah, case they're they're listening right now and want to go. Yeah, it's www.tomfowlerwrites.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-W-L-E-R-W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. Uh, I am going to, uh, I just got a new theme uploaded. Uh, I'm going to make a few changes to it for the new year. Um, so it may be up and down a little bit over the next few days while I work on it. Uh, but once it's back up, I'll have all the direct sales links and, and all that for the books. Well, you should have it all finished before this airs. This will go up in January. Uh, I think the first Thursday in January. Okay. I'm looking at my schedule here. I'll try. Uh, I think it goes up January 7th. Okay. So you have until then to fix your website. Okay. So noted. Check him out at tomfowlerwrites.com and I will have links in the show notes. And that's it. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. You'll find everything we chatted about in these show notes. If you'd like to comment on what you heard today, click on the comment word, which is pretty self-explanatory. And uh, that will take you over to the YouTube page. And I will see your comment. If you comment on whatever podcast site you're on, I will never find it. So do me a favor and keep them all in one place. Uh, Let me know what books you're reading, what books I need to read, what you thought of Tom. Have you read his books? Do you like them? All that stuff, all that jazz. I've got a great show for you next week. I've got DK Daly on talking about her young adult dystopian novels, and they are excellent. So tune in. I'll see you then. And in the meantime, go read a good book. (laughs) 